In today's episode, we are joined by commercial director and founder of AFC Wimbledon, Ivor Heller. We speak to Ivor about the journey from being a fan on the terraces supporting his beloved Wimbledon Football Club to starting afresh as AFC Wimbledon and his current role as commercial director at the club. This episode was recorded the day after the 3-3 draw with Rochdale, just before they secured League One safety. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back, ladies and gents. Um, tonight, myself, Greg and Matty are joined by a special guest. We've got Ivor Heller with us tonight, who um, was one of the founding members of AFC Wimbledon, as we know them today, and is a commercial director at the club. So thanks so much for joining us, Ivor. Really appreciate it, mate. It's a pleasure, chaps. Yeah, I mean, I, I like what you're doing, so I'm pleased to be here. Top Thank man. You. Thank you very Thank much. You very much. Um, so... Before we sort of get into the mayhem that is your AFC Wimbledon uh, story, mate, we'll, uh, I just want to go through a couple of just basic questions just to get you know, get to know you better. So, um, first things first, who was your childhood hero? Dickie Guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he was now our club president, yeah. Was it anything to do with what he'd done against my club, Leeds United? It, absolutely. That, 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 I mean, I already loved him by then. You know, I used to stand behind him in goal and take the piddle out of him then. And and, and, and I do the same now in, in adult life. Uh, and I, I, I always loved the man. And, uh, and now I'm very lucky that, that my boyhood hero is one of my best friends. Brilliant. You know, oh, she's well. a for me. Yeah, Brilliant. not many people can say that, mate. No, I'm very lucky indeed. Um, what's your favourite childhood football memory? Oh, well, I mean, going up to, uh, like, has to be the first season, 1974-75. You have the, the cup run that culminated in, in Leeds. That, 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 that has to be it. And winning the Southern League, the London Senior Cup, the Southern League that year. You know, all of a sudden, I've gone from following this team where nobody was interested a couple of years before and a year before to all of a sudden we're playing Leeds in front of 45,000 people at, up there and 45,000 people back at, 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 at Plough Lane. I bunked off for school for the first time in my life to go to that game. <laughs> part of a massive downfall. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, so so that as a, you know, as a childhood memory, that was that that whole season has to be it really culminating in that we had an early kickoff because there was something special on and we had to win the league and we we won the league and like a big crowd of us, you know, I thought it was hundreds and thousands, but it was probably about 40 of us ran down to Wimbledon singing and shouting and having a good time and getting into trouble. And it was, it was just, it was just wonderful, wonderful times. And that's what really sealed it. That was my first year as a season to get older. Uh, and and that's, that sealed the deal for me. Yeah. Not a bad like, time to start, mate. Eh? No, it was wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> um, and then, Based on like Wimbledon players throughout your 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 life being as as a fan, what would be your dream five aside team that you could build based oh, on I... one goalkeeper, one defender, two midfielders, and a striker? So we'll oh, start with a goalkeeper. Tough question tough question. Yeah, well tough because he's my boyhood hero and and he was underrated. I mean, you know, uh, I mean I don't know busy as first reserve. <laughs> to be honest, you know, Dave, Dave Besson would be first reserve uh, and, and Aaron Ramsdale would be a, a contender and all, but I've, I've got to put Dickie Guy in goal. I've just got to, if I don't, he, he, he might try and attack me next time he sees me. He's like that. <laughs> <laughs> you put it on you. <laughs> I'll be left out. 
He'll put it on me, or he always does. Yeah. Yes, it's got to be Dicky, yeah. Who, who would be your centre half? Oh dear. Okay, well, yeah, I'm, go- I'm gonna, I- I'm gonna come into a modern era here and, and say, yeah, because it's five aside, so therefore it's not the Premier League. I'm not gonna go with any of our Premier League players. Although Chris Perry would be a very high up contender for me, but I've got to go back to really our combined counties league days. Someone that was an embodiment of of Wimbledon and everything that we stood for when we got started again. Uh, 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 was was unbelievable character, Matty Everard. Matt Everard, you know, he's the only centre back I've ever heard of that scored twenty five goals in a season. He <laughs> <laughs> scored twenty five goals in our second season. He did. He was unbelievable, and what a great. I mean, we we you know he got offered full time terms when we were in the combined counties league. Wow, you know. Uh, and, but but he was happy with his job and playing football. Uh, and yeah, why wouldn't if you, if you're playing part time and not wanting to be too serious, why wouldn't you have played at our level and in the combined counties league? And he loved it. And what a great character and a leader of men he was. So I'm I'm all over Matty Everard. Yeah, brilliant. Not not a bad name for a centre back either, is it? Isn't it? Um, who, who would be your midfield to? Well. It's got to be Dennis Wise. You've got to put him in there because he's he's got some real. I mean, he, what a player Dennis Wise was for Wimbledon. Yeah, there's no ifs or buts about that. Yeah, he was yeah. pure class. Um, but then the other one, um, and this is this is a really difficult question because you know immediately Robbie Hill springs to mind, um, and if we go in kind of um, yeah, because I'm older, so I tend to go old school for my real heroes. Uh, so. I would put in a player that you you lot have probably never heard of, but any any Wimbledon fans over the age of forty five, maybe forty even, would remember. Uh, he, he was an ankle biter like me, but little Stevie Galliers, who he'd fight his own shadow on a football field. <laughs> he, he was absolutely incredible with a bundle of energy, uh, and he, he we got him from non-league. He played against us for Chorley in the FA Trophy. Uh, he ran rings around us. He killed us. You know, uh, they didn't have any other players, really. It was Stevie Galliers against the best team in non-league football. Uh, it went to two replays. Uh, wow. And the second replay was at, at Walsall's ground at Fellows Park. And they knocked us out. You know, and Steve Galliers knocked us out. Next season, he was a Wimbledon player. Uh, and, and he was... And then he played with us all the way through in all the divisions. Got signed by Crystal Palace. They paid a load of money for him. And then he came back to us after he'd, he'd, he'd finished with him. He was... Oh, and he was just brilliant, Stevie Gallias. Loved him. Yeah, I must admit, I don't know him. You're, you're right, no. but he sounds like a bit of me anyway. Yeah, I might have put a bit of Wally Downs in if we wanted a bit of bite and, uh, you know, a bit, a bit of messing around and all of that. And Vinny, you know, I mean, you know, I could go on and on and on with midfielders. I have to mention both of them just in case they watch this and then want to kill me <laughs> afterwards. I can't have that. You'd, you'd both be in if I had more than five a side. <laughs> They're on the bench it's as big well. Big glory. Yeah. Big glory and all. Yeah. Oh, big glory, yeah. I mean, you know... But 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 you know, Sanchez has just got the scariest gaze of all time, and I can't put him in that five aside team in case he scared everyone around. <laughs> <laughs> and then who would you go up top? Ah, oh. this well, is tough, eh? Yeah, it's it is it's really tough. See, see, for five aside, I can think of several players that I'd put in there. Um, but go, you know, going back in time. I think that because because you want you want a clever player, didn't you? You want you want someone that, that that's going to sniff around. I, I'd like to put I'd like to say Fash, 
but 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 five aside, he's not your man for five aside because he eats everything. So you, you need someone that, that that can ghost in and do a bit one way and another. So I think I'm I'm yeah, I'm gonna come down on the side of and actually I've changed my mind. I was gonna give it to Alan Cork, but that's all old school. After last night and that Ooh. wonderful, amazing finish that, that that he came up with, yo, I, I I'm I'm gonna stick Joe Piggott in there. Because he was oh. amazing. You know, he scored, listen, in the team that's struggling, he scored over 20 goals this season. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that's, that's the marker. So let's get a bit of current in there and give give, give Joe the nod. Yeah, he's been right so now, good. I, I want to have his babies. I love him because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'm sure he's flattered, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a good lad, Joe. <laughs> Blinding. And then before we get into last night's game, Question we ask everyone: Marmite, love it or hate it? Oh, uh, I, I, I'm in the middle. <laughs> oh, really? I like it sometimes I like it. Sometimes. So yes, then we've decided we've we've had this before, either. Yeah, and we've we've sort of gone with if you if you like it, if you have it, it's a yes because I'm <laughs> I'm a no, I'm a no. Yeah. The rest the rest of them are yes. Yeah, every now and again, a little drop of Marmite. We'll, 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 we'll dis- I, what was it? I had Marmite. They did Marmite um, Pringles the other week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, had the, the grandkids here and they, they, they had Marmite Pringles. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, they were, they, were, they were decent. So, yeah, like. <laughs> that sounds a bit of me. I might have to get some of them for the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were limited, limited edition. So I would have kept them forever, but they've got to sell by date. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And then. Again, before we get into like your story and how, how the club's come about and the history and that, yeah. last night, mate, Wimbledon okay. three, Rochdale three. Talk well, us through it, mate. Well, we've got a doc, club doctor like Will Ricketts, our club, one of our club doctors, who's, who's a, a, a wonderful bloke. He messaged me with like 10 minutes to go to say, I've got the paddles ready. <laughs> <laughs> there were several... Cases there, yeah. We didn't have, we were not allowed any people there really. But, but of the people that are there, there were several heart attacks waiting to happen last I night. Bet, yeah, you know, you're looking at people's faces and they're all kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, it was so tense. It was unbelievable. I can't imagine. You know, it, it, it was just, it was unbelievable. I mean, really, I mean, we, we, we there's, there's a thing with our team at the moment. Yeah, we're playing really well and we are committed and we're dangerous. And we could beat anybody. There is no doubt about that. But on Ipswich on Saturday, and the same thing happened last night. We're bang on top for the first 25 minutes, half an hour. We are all over them. And we're starting to create chances. But then you don't take the chance. You don't get the goal ahead. And all of a sudden, they play their way back into it. And all of a sudden, you're thinking we're on the back foot. And then all of a sudden, you're 1-0 down. And, and, you know, and it was just like, how did that happen? Well, you know, a bit of a miscue. Um, a scuffed corner, bounced off of a player's ankle, right in the path of, yeah, and, it, and it's just like, oh no, you know, we won down, how we won down in this game? And then then we can't get the ball because they're a good side rush down. Give yeah. them some credit, they were amazing. And come out in the second half and it's like, okay, well, we, 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 we've got to get back at them. And all of a sudden, we're 2-0 down. And then it's and then it's just like, okay, this, 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 is, this is serious now. Yo, come on, boys. Thankfully, we got one back quite quickly. And and then and then it's like, well, yeah, here we go. And you could see them; they started to back off. We were like hammering into them, uh, and and we get the 
the, se the second goal to all, and you sit there going, yes, now we've got them. Oops, we're 3-2 down. Oops, <laughs> we've missed a penalty. Oops, there's six minutes to go. How's your, ticker, how's your ticker getting on, all right? Oh, no, it's banging now. It is going. It is going, <laughs> going, going, on, and I'm like, get the pedals ready, Doc. You know, <laughs> you know it, it was really going. And and then, you know, it puts up six minutes of, of extra time and we can't quite get the ball under properly. And we you know, snatched a couple of crosses and a couple have gone too deep. And, you know, it, 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 it was starting to look a little bit forlorn, but we never stopped. That's the thing. This team never stops. And they kept going and going and going. Uh, and then that ball fell to Joe. And he, if you, I don't know if you've seen that goal at all. Yeah, I saw had, it. Yeah, the cross came into him at the right height for him. Um, he had three players around him. He, he controlled the ball. His first touch was actually superb. His second touch was a lash right into the, the side net. And it was utterly brilliant finish. Uh, and, and then you look at it and it, it was five minutes, 52 seconds into six minutes of injury time. And you look over at the visiting directors who, who have now got tears in their eyes. And a mate of mine who's, who's a, a proper Rochdale man, Steve Hill, I, I, you know, he's a really good mate. And, and, and you know, he, he was in pieces. And, and they, they were in pieces. But polite, and, yeah. and, you know, and they all understand, they all know the rules of football. But oh, yeah. that is extremely hard to swallow for anybody. For anybody, but in their situation, they've gone from we've got a real good shout at getting out of this. You know, it might not just be Wimbledon that we can catch now. They've got Wigan, uh, and, and you know, we would be firmly in their sights without a shadow of a doubt. And now it, it, it's like, you, you how, know, how many games do you have left? Two, two games That's left. Wow, yeah, yeah. and we're six, six points ahead of Rochdale with, with a five goal buffer. Yeah. On the goal difference, but they yeah. they would have only been three points ahead. Yeah, they need. Yeah. Who, have yeah. you got, who have you got in the last two games? Home to Pompey on Saturday. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough, but 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 oh, we fancy this. You know. <laughs> we know we've sort of butts about it. You know, uh, we're not scared of, of of anybody these days. So you know, they have to win Pompey as well, which means they'll have to come at us. Yeah, uh, and and we we are we 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 we'll have a good game with them Saturday. Um, and then Lincoln away Another time on the Sunday afterwards. And, mm. and you know, there, there is a possibility with the way the fixtures work that Lincoln might, might just be in a position to um, still challenge for automatic. Might. Yeah, they need to win. If they win their game in hand, they're five yeah. points behind Peterborough. From but they're playing Peterborough. Yeah. And they're, they're, again, they're second, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it mad how it works? Like so often that, for example, two games to go, Rochdale and Wimbledon are both fighting, end up playing each other. You got uh, yeah. Lincoln playing Peterborough. It's it's mad how the, how the fixtures fall that way, especially in divisions like like the Championship, League One, League Two, where it's not like people can say in the Premier League they could be tweaked or fiddled in a way to make it that there's no way anyone can predict who's going to finish where in these divisions that's the point and that's why you 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 get none of that business going on exactly uh, yeah 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 i mean yeah i mean i always look at the start of the premier league fixtures and you know that they're easing you into it and it, you know sometime in september you get the first of the big games which yeah. is normally like an arsenal man united or so which ain't a big game anymore particularly <laughs> 
I'm glad, I'm glad you said it. I was going to pull you up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we yeah, are. I mean, unless they get it in the European Super League. <laughs> Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> He's a gooner, by the way, Ivor. <laughs> you have to mention. Are you a gooner, are you? Yeah, for my sins at the moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's why you're the only one not wearing... Oh, no, the others aren't wearing football apparel either, are they? So, nah, um, nah. Not, not at the moment. I love on a podcast, sometimes you have to, I think, remain a bit impartial, but Terry has leads plastered all over his wall normally, so he, he don't right, really care too. Quite right too. Now, listen, Arsenal are a fantastic football club, and they've always been a fantastic football club. It's a but, tough watch at the minute, pal. I can tell you that. Is it? Is it? Is it that? Is it that bad? Yeah. I mean, um, there's no, there's no consistency. One week we end up beating someone you don't expect us to beat, and then we get beat by someone who's either below us or on a par with us. It's been a bit of a disappointing season overall. But you know, yeah. if we can, if we, if we can save the season by winning the Europa League, which I think he's going to be a massive tall order. Greg's shaking his head. Um, but, you know, we're in the last four. So, you've got a chance, haven't you? Yeah. Always. Always. Yeah, always a chance if you're in the last four. I love that. Yo, yeah, listen, you just got to keep going forward. It's fantastic, you know, to, to get that far in a tournament. Yeah. Happy days. Happy true, day. isn't it? And they're still moaning. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, once a gooner, <laughs> always a gooner, like, as they say. You know, <laughs> that, can you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. mad, isn't it? Yeah, well, he's around with his hand up, he does. Who is it? Who are you, Chelsea? No, I'm Liverpool, mate. He just looks like a Chelsea fan. Oh, well, that, it does, is it? Happens. You're right there. That's why I said Chelsea. <laughs> does look like a Chelsea fan. Sounds like a Chelsea fan and all. Excellent. Well, so comes you're a Liverpool fan, then, then, then you're not a Scouser. No, I don't know. Do you know what? I, you don't even know. I just went with my cousin when I was younger. I just followed him, mate. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I lived I lived two minutes away from Plough Lane, but they'd already you'd already moved on. Yeah, well, <laughs> worse than that by then. We'll have to cure the, the scouse disease. Why are you a Leeds fan? Drummed into me from me old man. Been going oh, up there since I was well before I can remember what football was. It's an amazing um, stadium, and it's an amazing place I, to go to football Leeds. I love it, mate. I, I'm like I miss it as well. It's, it's, yeah. I was talking to one of my mates who I work with. He's a Leeds fan as well. And I was saying, it just feels like I've half forgotten what it's like to go to a football match. Oh, no. Like I, I know. said, I'll probably, I, I can see myself crying when I next go. I understand that. I'll right? get it. Because I can just imagine that when you walk up the stairs and it opens up, I can just imagine that just going to get the better of me. You know what I mean? It's just been so long. It's such a weird feeling. But Ellen Road back in the day was the most vicious place to go to in football, in my opinion. Yeah, we went there when Leeds were in the second division. They were right, yeah, they weren't doing very well in the second division either. But, 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 like, I've never, this was, this was in the, uh, in the 80s. Late so 80s, it would have been. Quite early 80s, no, quite early, oh, early 80s. 80s, right, got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah quite, uh, quite, well, say quite earlier. When was it? It must have been, no, middle 80s. What am I talking about? Probably 85? Yeah. Somewhere around, around that. Like ten and a half thousand people there supposedly. Or I felt I'm sure there was a, a a lot more there. But of the ten and a half thousand people that were in that ground, there were 250 Wimbledon fans, right? And I'm not kidding you. Of the ten and a half thousand Leeds fans there, at least ten thousand of them wanted to rip our throats out. 
<laughs> I've never seen anything like it in my entire that life. Sounds about right, Ivor, to be fair. Yeah, it, right. it was unbelievable. And I've got a very funny story about that day, but it's a long one, so I won't bore you with it. But, <laughs> uh, and, and another time, maybe we'll. we'll, we'll oh, we'll... enough for leads, anyway. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, moving enough on. Leads. Crack on. <laughs> We're, um, we go back then, mate, to before the whole Wimbledon moving to Milton Keynes and then AFC starting. What was you doing? In, in your life, day-to-day life, before all of that, just when you're a football fan? Well, what, what happened to me was I, I was in and out of all sorts of things. I, I, I had a little stint working in snooker, like looking after young players and running some snooker clubs and um, selling memberships and stuff like that. Um, I, I, and, and then, you know, that, that, that all went a bit wonky because there were some interesting characters in the game, I think is the <laughs> best way to put it. Um, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I landed up um, in a, um, a share of a business that, that was a, a place called Tan and Tone up in um, Wellingborough, which was, uh, this was in 1988. So, so yeah, when we won the FA Cup, I was up there. Um, that was a, a, a gym, because oh, I look like I'm a gym bunny, you know, obviously. Um, <laughs> and, and all sorts of yeah, private saunas, jacuzzi, TV bar. Now, that's my, my world. Um, and we had three snooker tables, a couple of pool tables, uh, and um, and I was in partnership with a, a couple of guys with this club. Um, but I had a big issue with it that I just couldn't settle in Wellingborough. I couldn't settle up, up. That was up north to me, and I was <laughs> I'm a London boy. So so in the end, I, I had to come back, and I did. Um, and when I came back, I got into the print industry, and uh, um, and that was. Well, I'd already been, I'd been loosely connected in the print industry before I got into the snooker world, actually. But, but I got a job at a company whose offices were in um, Hayden's Road in Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, right by the ground. Yeah. Um, right. and, and one of my biggest things was to get work from the football club, which I actually did. Um, and, and then I, I got very successful in the print business for a while. And then I got very unsuccessful. Starting a, starting a football club didn't do my business any any good whatsoever. But you know, um, and uh, so that was it. I was in the print basically for for kind of thirty odd years, you know. And uh, um, it was a uh, it was great fun. Um, I really enjoyed doing what I was doing. But at, at the end of the day, it, it, it I far preferred the football world. So I was I started doing work for the club. So I was helping them on all sorts of bits and pieces from kind of 1989 onwards, really. And then, we, except for the first few years when we moved to Sellers Park, when I, I, I wouldn't go to Sellers Park, I was very upset with the club over there. Brilliant. Uh, go on, Greg. Just, obviously, me and you spoke over a little bit, that funny story that I, my back garden was literally backed onto that business. Mm. Um, and I was just chatting to my mum and dad the other day. Had you moved up? Because there was a big fire there at one point. Was you, had you moved... I was well out of it. But You'd moved on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, What's that? a big fire. I don't ever even knew that. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you when, and this is what I mean. That this is why when I spoke to you about it, just such a small world like that business was backed onto my back garden. It's, it's yeah, mental, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just talking to my parents the other day, and then we started talking and then, yeah, there was a big, massive fire there, but I didn't know whether you'd moved on or whatever. By we, we, we moved out of there in, I think it was 2006, 2007 was when I moved out of there. 
you know, that 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 was not which which started the club by then, and yeah. you know, uh, things were, um, yeah, it, it, it degenerated. That business, the print business, changed unbelievably. So, uh, yeah. yeah, things went a little bit wonky for me one way and another. But <laughs> what can you do? Happens to net. Life and it worked out for the best, mate. Yeah, without a doubt. And then, like, how did the conversation start with starting the club? So, obviously, it came about that Pete Winkleman decided to move the club to relocate it in Milton Keynes. Well, generally yeah. didn't go down well. But how did that conversation start? Didn't go with, down well with you, with, you, with yourself <laughs> and. The, the people yeah, you started it with. How, how did it come about? Well, what what happened was um, they started all these this 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 nonsense about um, moving the club somewhere, um, you know. And you before it had been moving Wimbledon to Dublin. Really? You know, well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if you look it up you know, on the internet, you'll see all the uh, like we are Wimbledon moving to Dublin, and we demonstrated. Uh, and and because I had the printers, I printed all the posters and these big banners, and and, and I, I actually wrote a terrible thing on them, but I didn't, I didn't quite think <laughs> it the way the way it came across. But 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 the banners all said Dublin equals death <laughs> for the club. <laughs> yeah, death for the club. I mean, we kind of knew it, uh, and we rolled these posters out, and it, there's there's a lot of photographs of them because obviously that hit a chord with people. Um, yeah, you know, we rolled them out on the day we played Southampton live on Sky. So, you know, the whole of the home end was covered in Dublin equals death. And uh, but then there was also a little, little bit of rumour about uh, moving up to the land of many roundabouts. So, you know, we, 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 there, there was MK No Way banners as well. Uh, and, and literally we, we printed thousands. Uh, and so the whole end was plastered in them. And it was, it, it, you saw it all on television and everything. It was utterly brilliant. Uh, Unbelievable. But, but quite quite the wrong message, really. So there was a lot of talk about all sorts of mad schemes that were going on. And at the same time, you know, Sam and Mam sold uh, most of the club to these Norwegians and they started talking about, you know, they were going to find us a new ground and they're going to put a pin in the ground and they were going to move out in, in, in circles and everything, which was all a load of old cod's wallet. Uh, and, and then at, at the end of 2001, um, they put out all the end of the season of 2001, they started, the, the rumours about Milton Keynes really took hold. And then before the start of the season, they sent a brochure out that said it was a unique solution um, to move Wimbledon to Milton Keynes. Uh, and that's what was going to happen. And then, and then we had a year of protest, a season of protest. So we, we protested against it all and we fought against it like mad. We did something very clever in as far as all of those demonstrations were all done with massive dignity. We were quite clever with it. You know, mm. we had all these these, these uh, black T-shirts made with the, the then chairman, Charles Coppel's face, pretty you know, wanted for the death of a, a football club and all sorts of stuff on it. And, you know, we went to Watford, about 2,000 fans went to Watford all wearing these T-shirts and there were grim reapers in the crowd all in their fancy <laughs> dress. And, you know, and, and that was on, on Go Digital that game. And we flew a plane over. We'd, 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 you know, we're trailing a Messi. Don's fans want Coppola out. Uh, and we made a right noise, but we did it all with real dignity. Yes. And we did some crazy stuff where we, we you know, me and, uh, and a lot of other people, but we, we, we sat down and laid down in front of the Sheffield United coach 
I wouldn't let him leave after we played him on a Friday night. <laughs> the ground got a bit frosty, so my arse stuck to the ground. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, and then they were going to come out a different way. And myself and Mark Jones, one of the other guys, who was, was when we started the club, we we ran round quickly, ran round the other side. I don't know how I ran that far, to be honest with you. But he got in the other entrance and laid down in front of the coach, two of us. With the stewards coming up and saying, "Yo, no, no, we're going to drag you off." I say, "Yo, you lay one hand on me, I'll lay in nicks and all of that." It was all, yo, but but it was it was it was ridiculous. Why we did that to Sheffield United, I don't know. But it got in the newspapers, you see, yeah. uh, and making so, a noise, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it was around yeah. November of of two thousand and one. Um, we'd been invited in um, to talk to some officials at the club, and it was myself, Chris Stewart, who, who was the first chairman. Uh, Mark Jones, uh, one of the other guys that, that, that we kick-started the club with. Um, and I think it was Steve Elson was with us, a, a good mate of mine. Uh, and, um, and I started talking to, to Chris saying, look, you know, if worse comes to the worst, we'll just start again. You know, there, 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 there's no doubt. We'll just have to start again. Uh, and, and he said, you're mad. And, and, and uh, I said, no, no, you know, I, I, you know, genuinely, we had a lot of fun in on league the first time around. It wouldn't be so bad. Uh, and, and it was kind of left at that. And then a couple of weeks later, he, he phoned me and, and I picked the phone up and he said, you were serious, weren't you? And I'm like, yeah, I knew exactly what he was talking about. I said, yeah, of course I was. Of course I was. And, and, and from then on, there were just little mentions of it. I'm sure other people were talking about it as well. I'm sure they were. But, you know, you know I, 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 I was in position one to be able to make things happen. Mm. Uh, and and that's exactly what we did. So you know, um, so that's when it first started. And then as it got closer to the decision, um, none of us—I don't think anybody really thought they'd make the decision and let a football club move out of its area. I think yeah. they were more likely to make it go completely bankrupt, and and then you start again in the Wimbledon District League or whatever, and work your way up. It never seemed feasible to me that they were going to do that, but you know. And then, but then, as it got closer to decision day, I started to think, you know what? These people are animals, and it's now a three-man commission of which they've got no real, you know. There's, there, 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 there's a couple of lawyers and a an old football bod on it who who, who was the chairman of the Ryman League, which he might not have been at that stage, but you know, he was someone. <laughs> history with Wimbledon and, and it was like you know there are three people going to decide on, on the future of our club it's outrageous you know um, and then on the 27th of May 2002 I've got a phone call from someone at the FA the night before um, a, a good friend of mine who, who, who worked there and um, and he phoned me and he said confidentially so he said I don't know how to tell you this but 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 you've lost so what do you mean we've lost and they said they're going to let the club go to Milton Keynes and I said, right. So we knew the decision was coming the next day and it was a big demonstration planned at, at, at Soho Square where the FA were based at the time. And everyone was, was going to go up there. But um, I immediately phoned uh, Mark Jones, Trevor Williams and said, look, boys, I know we're all planning to go to Soho Square tomorrow to demonstrate. I said, but I've, I've had the nod. I'm afraid that, that, that yeah, I've got some bad news. We've, we've lost... Uh, and they're going to let the club go to Milton Keynes. I said, no, I've got to be honest with you, I'm fed up with fighting. I'm fed up with all of this. Let, let's start tomorrow. Instead of going up there, let, let, let's start working on how to start again. I said, because it is very much my opinion, um, I, I, but I think it's a fairly obvious opinion, that we have to get started in the next season. 
if we don't get started in the next season, it will it will die off, and then everyone will just go. Well, I'm going to Tooting and Mitchum now. I'm going to Sutton. I'm going to Fulham. I'm going wherever. You know, although I would couldn't bear it, but you know, um, so we've got to do some. We've got to, we've got to do this thing, and uh, and that's what really happened. Um, Chris Stewart, I rang as well. He had to go up and get the verdict. So he was a little bit like, yeah, well, how can you know? And mm. I was, well, you know, somebody in the know has told me. So, you know, you go get the verdict, do what you do. I said, but, you know, speak to us during the day or afterwards and we'll, we'll sort out going forward. I said, because whatever happens here, I think you should be the chairman of the first club, you know, of the, of, of the club. Um, and, and we should go from there because, you know, you're the leader of the Independent Supporters Association and, and uh, a, a leader of men. People followed him and, and, you know, therefore he was the obvious choice for me. So um, that was just my opinion. Obviously, there were other people who were going to get involved further down the line, but we had to get started. So, so that's what happened. The next day, three of us set about um, making uh, inquiries into an outside football club and what to do. Um, uh, uh, and Chris went up there, and uh, I think it was I think it was eleven o'clock in the morning. They announced the decision. And our fans went a bit potty and we, we actually cracked a window and there was a load of eggs thrown and they nearly cornered um, Charles Koppel um, somewhere. I can't remember where it was. That they, they nearly got him and they chased his car down the road. And, you know, people were really upset and there was a lot of wailing and gnashing and crying and everything. But all that time we were spending working out how to start a new club. We talked to uh, the London FA. We'd, we'd, we'd done, by the end of that day, we, we, we'd got a bit of a roadmap together. You know, it was only a bit of a roadmap. Uh, and then I had a phone call with Chris Stewart during that day where it was like, look, you know, coming here tomorrow morning at, at, at you know, nine o'clock or half nine or whatever it was. And, uh, and and let's get started because we need to get cracking because we've got to start the club this year and we haven't got long to do it. You know, this season, we, we have not got long to get senior status and then crack on with the club. Uh, and that's exactly what we did. And it, it, it was... Uh, it was exhilarating. It was a genesis, you know, and uh, and the rest, as they say, is history. Hundred <laughs> percent, mate. Yeah, go on, Greg. So, with um, with that, the three of you proceeded to a was it a meeting in a pub? No, it, it actually wasn't a meeting in a pub. Um, it, 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 although the the pub did come into it, but I'll tell you what happened there during the day of the twenty eighth. There were me, Trevor, and Chris. No, me, Trevor, and Mark uh, were, were working on on finding out things that we could do and how we could do it. Speaking to the London FA, look, starting to think about where we could play, how we could play, what uh, trying to get a map of everything we needed to do. Speaking to someone on the football side, speaking to the Ryman League, you know, letting everybody know that we're going to start again, right? So, so we we and and uh, the big call was with the London FA. Actually, you know, we got advice to go to them, not to the Surrey FA. And that, yeah. that made a massive difference to us because the London FA were massively supportive. This guy called David Boats was unbelievable to us what he did for us. So, um, the um, sorry, I lost me lost me thread for a second there. The, yeah, the, um, the the meeting in the pub that yeah. weren't in the pub. So, so, so while we were all doing that, all the fans were up in London demonstrating and, and going mad and chasing cars and doing all sorts of stuff. But then, come the evening, they filtered back to the Fox and Grapes on Wimbledon Common. Yeah, so I, don't, then, I know where that is. Yeah, yeah, because that's where where Old Centrals, where Wimbledon Football Club was formed. But they went up there almost for a wake, 
You know, it was like right. the football club, football clubs over there, all go and get pissed up there, and 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 that's what we'll do. But 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 so um, Mark said everyone's up at, at, at the uh, Fox and Grapes, and they're all wailing and gnashing and all very upset. And I said, well, yeah, we've got loads to do here, so so we've yeah we've got we've got to get on with stuff. But but you know, why don't you go up there and you go up there and you tell them that we're going to start again. Yeah, like, I'll get down in the dumps. We're going to go again. Uh, and we're going to take everybody with us and it's going to be one hell of a magic carpet ride. Uh, so Mark went up there and, you know, Mark's, a, you know, Jonesy's a very effervescent character. Uh, and we were, we would, we would already pull into the new club. Yeah. We, we were already, we were in the moment and it was, you know, we were going to do this. Uh, and there was a big meeting on the Thursday night, which was the AGM of the, uh, um, of the independent supporters association. Yeah. Wizard, it was called. Uh, and, this was massive for us. So we had to try and carry the, 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 the crowd. So Mark went up there and he rabble roused them. And, and, and that was, the, so that's the bit that was in the pub. Mm. The, the, all the initial work, the initial meetings, everything happened. Yeah, in the and, and so, yeah, we never actually had that sit down in the pub and said, let's go start again. It's just a, but, but it's, it's a nice way of putting the story to people. <laughs> it's kind of got a bit of traction these days. It is what Sorry, it is. that's me. What, what was the conversation like in regards to the team name and uh, the badge as well? Okay. Well, uh, on that first day, Mark got started on the badge. You know, the badge is the old badge of Merton. Yeah. So, you know, which is yeah, basically it's the same. It's the basics are the same as the Wimbledon Football Club badge. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so we got on to, you have to get on to the, what do they call it? The, the the heraldry society to get permission to use a badge. So we got started on that straight away. They gave us permission more or less straight away, and that was it. We started to design stuff, and by by the second day, because I had this print works, you know, we were literally printing car stickers. You know, follow the dot. We still make them today. We promise to keep making them forever. So people put it on their their their, their cars. It's follow the dons. Seen them everywhere, mate. Like grow up in Wimbledon, everyone yeah. had them. Yeah, 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 absolutely incredible. And we, yeah, so we took all them to the meeting and gave them out. And the first, we should have charged a pound a go. We were completely <laughs> in those days. <laughs> but, you know, um, so, so, yeah, so, so we started straight away. We knew what the badge was going to be. You know, the name that came about with, um, it's a much told story, but I, I, one of my favourite stories of all, really, was, was we, we, this guy, David Folks at the London FA, he, he made us go and collect the form the next day. A guy called Niall Cooper went and collected the form, brought it into us at, the, at, at, at 297 Aidens Road. And we, we started writing the form out and everything, which we couldn't get very far with because we didn't know where we were playing. We didn't have a ground. We didn't have, a, didn't have anything really. But it was important that we knew what we had to do to get senior status, which, which the meeting, I think, was on June the 13th. So now it's, yeah, we got the form on May the 29th. That's not a lot of working days. To, 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 to get all of that done. To get senior status, you have to have a ground share deal. It has to be a solid ground share deal. You know, they, 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 all these things had to fall in, in, into place and it was, it, it, it was difficult. So once we got the form, we phoned David Folks and he said, right, I'm going to come in and see you uh, and we're going to fill this form out and we're going to get it all sorted for you. Um, lovely. This bloke turns up and he is a typical... Um, you know, he's exactly what you'd expect a, a, a head of an FA to be, a London FA. You know, a little bit of a handlebar moustache, a blazer, very <laughs> formal. 
but one of the nicest guys I ever met in my life because he was on our side, hundred percent. He was like, yeah, he couldn't say it officially or loudly, but he was, yeah, I can say it now because he's retired. Yeah, I'm on your side. This is wrong. What's happened to you, lot? Do to put it right. And it's fantastic. So he's on a ear, isn't it? Yeah, and he's got this form in front of him, and it was me and Chris Stewart in the room. I, I, th- I think that Trevor might have been in there as well. I wouldn't swear to that, but I, I think Trevor was in the room. And it was like, what's the name, lads? What's the name? So the name that we'd always wanted to call the club was Real Wimbledon. <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it? You know, with what's happened, they've franchised the club, so why wouldn't we want to call ourselves Real Wimbledon? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, David never looked up from, from the thing. He just went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> You can imagine. So we said, okay, FC Wimbledon. No, too much like the old club, won't get away with that. And I'm like, right, okay. And then we started talking, saying, well, we're a bit stuck now. They're the two names that we wanted, we're a bit stuck. And and then, you know, I think it was me that that, that said, I remembered um, I've been reading a lot about this non league club that had started to do quite well called AFC Sudbury. Mm -hmm. And, and, And I said, you know, well, what about AFC, you know, AFC Wimbledon? And he said, yep, wrote down AFC Wimbledon, like that. And then he was like, like, and I think it was Chris Stewart. And I said, what does the AFC stand for? And he said, and it was these words, absolutely nothing. (laughs) AFC stands for nothing. So it's not athletic football club. It's not a fans club. It's not anything. AFC is just a prefix. Uh, Don't stand for anything. So it's like, okay, we're AFC Wimbledon. And that was how we got the name. The best bit of that conversation, though, and and the bit that I loved the the, the most, and this was this was definitely Chris and I, uh, in perfect unison, um, when he turned around and said, um, "A date the club was formed," and we both said 1889. Brilliant, the same as the original Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and he put down on that sheet, and it's an absolute. It's you can't. It's indisputable. That we started in 1889 because he put so it they on. actually registered it in as yeah, 1889. Yeah, 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 that's when the club started. That's what wow. he put on the sheet, and that's why when anyone turns around to me and says, "Do you think you really are Wimbledon?" I'm like, "No, I don't think it. We are. We yeah, are. We, are. Yeah. we are Wimbledon. End of story." So that is class. Yeah. If if they'd moved, they've obviously moved and become Milton Keynes Don. Why couldn't you just be Wimbledon? That yeah. Well, because. Once we started as AFC Wimbledon, we've got we, we, we're owned by the trust, so there are restricted actions, and, re, and one of the restricted actions would be changing the name. We can eventually go back to Wimbledon FC if we want, but the fans have got to want to do that. You yeah, know, sure, yeah, you... now, you know, it's, it's, it's not all old for, for, for the old people like me. You know, there's a different generation in there, yeah. so. You know, it is a generation that would only known it as AFC Wimbledon. Now. AFC, yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. Personally, I'd love it to go back to Wimbledon FC. I would love to do that. It'd be a great day for me. But it, you know, at the end of the day, as you can see on the, on your backdrops there, we are the Dons. Yeah. And, and let's face it, don't lose that. Yeah. The firm up the road have got nothing to do with being Dons, have they? Let's face it. I've, 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 it's, it's a, I've always found it strange. I'm like, in the same boat as you, either. I feel the same way. Like we we recently had Dean Lewington on, who I'm sure you you know of. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like he's been. I won't a, tell you what we call him. Yeah. <laughs> and it it was a it was a weird conversation because we feel the same way as you with the whole franchise and it's wrong and whatever. 
And it was an interesting chat with us, with, with Dean, sorry, because we wanted to know what it was like for someone who was in his position who was at Wimbledon. Oh, yeah. And do you know what I mean? And Because I said to him, are you a one-club man? Because technically, he's, his registration's never changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll get that. Do you know what I mean? It's a really sort of a, a yeah. weird situation. And touch wood, it never happens again over no. here with any club because it's it's such a, a, a mad a madcap moment really that this happened well, and I like I always associated AFC Wimbledon as their Wimbledon and it used to actually piss me off when I was younger when you'd see them on Sky Sports News and that and it'd be like AFC and I'd be, and there there was a moment where I, I don't know when or why or who changed it but they started putting as the the prefix of, of, like in the corner when when the scores up W I M for when yeah. and it was like oh now we're talking do you know what I mean yeah. and but yeah, it's, it's more, more and more that happening you know, not, you know I, I, I mean none of us are particularly fond of people calling us AFC but but people do and yeah. everyone knows what they mean and I I don't like it but but just because I don't like it that's not going to stop it happening yeah you know? so so you know I would like to go back to being with an FC at some stage but it's not the be all and the end all so we'll sort that out in time let's, we've got to get settled in our new surroundings and uh, sort ourselves out a bit first. Exactly, yeah, 100%. I, I'd love it to go back to, to Wimbledon FC as well at some point, be class. Um, as you said about the new surroundings, mate, how difficult was that to eventually get the plough lane moved on? Because, like, Greg's fully away, grew up literally there, and yeah. we, we know the sort of backstory and how long it took to sort of get, get your home back, you know what I mean? So... How, yeah. how long was that process? And did you sort of start that from when you first started the club? Was that something you was trying to get done like as soon as? Well, we kind of voiced it that, that we were, but but like originally, you know, we started talking to, we, you know, we've got Eric Samuelson, who was also on the board and and, and then became the CEO. Um, he he had a connection to Safeways. There's actually film with this, the Safeways guy saying, well, you know, if they've got eight and a half million pounds, you know, at the moment to possibly buy the land, you know, that's what we paid for it and and so on and so on. It was just like, oh my God, you know, we haven't got eight and a half pence, never mind eight and a half. <laughs> you know, and we were put in this position of of, of, of having to give up on, on old plough lane. Yeah. I can't remember the exact year, but I think it was 2003, 2004. We probably started the movement or the idea of, looking for a stadium for the long-term future mm -hmm. back in Merton and um, specifically, hopefully Wimbledon. And then this project grew where 18 sites were um, identified as possible of which the vast majority of them were completely pipe dreams. You know, there was one where we were going to concrete over Morden station over the, uh, over the, uh, the railway bit there, but that was going to be concreted over in this massive, stadium and village built all over the back of the station and everything you know and, and then you look at it and it's about four and a half billion or whatever it was and you know some of the schemes that we had you know we were looking at a, a big scheme off of Morantum Way oh yeah. But, yeah but I think that, that, that when it was all costed up it was about 650 million and you know and it was like we you know again we we we, uh, we got about 65 quid so um you know it, 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 it's going to be difficult to do that and then Everything really changed. Yeah, there was Councillor Andrew Judge did a load of work on the long-term development framework on Plough Lane, you know, because 
you know, we, everyone knew that the dog stadium was in terminal decline. Um, and therefore, there were already some property moves there because that had been bought by um, Luke Johnson and, and his risk venture capital group. They basically bought that to turn it into super casinos. I don't know if you remember all that being. I do, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that would have been a perfect site. It's licensed for gambling. It's a big site. You could have built a big hotel with it and all the rest of it. You know, it made perfect sense, except that the government did a massive U turn. So it, all of a sudden they were lumbered with all these greyhound sites that lose money um, because people were stopping going greyhound racing and you know they had no investment in the stadiums and all the rest of it. And um, so Andrew Judge led the charge to get us in this long-term development framework to say, if anyone wants to develop Plough Lane, it has to be for sports intensity. Sports intensification was the actual word, specifically a stadium for AFC Wimbledon, basically. Um, so now for them to turn that over would take a long time and would get very messy. So that was sneaked in through the back door, really. Uh, and then um, and then we met this guy, Stephen Allen British, who, who was be, um, was to become the leader of the council. Um, he won his election when only two Labour councils were turned over the reigning Tories in, in, in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and, he, and he was one of them. And, and, and he's big thing was I want to see Wimbledon back in Plough Lane and 10 years later he did it and really and truthfully without him it, it, it would never happen it was a clever 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 scheme that went in to get us Plough Lane it was fantastic and there's a lot of stories around it but but you know that, 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 all day talking about that on his own. Absolutely phenomenal story from having nothing to yeah. what you have now is this it's, it's astounding, to be honest. Yeah. It is, and that's that's the whole thing. When you look at this, the, the, what happened with the ESL last week and the surge of fan power that happened there. That lasted long. <laughs> well, yeah, but 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 what what has happened? There is there is the birth of a, a, a movement, you know, where 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 fans of the big clubs all of a sudden realised that 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 the thing that's missing from the big clubs. This is my opinion. It's only it's not a club's opinion. It's my opinion. The thing that's missing from the big clubs is the word club. You no longer feel part of Arsenal as a club. I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah, they're a massive business. I see why you make that statement, yes. Yeah, and and that's the problem. And and they're so far detached from the fans now that, you know, both both, both the board and, you know, therefore the players, the managers, they're so far... Especially Arsenal's board, yeah. 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 But, but, but when you look at all of that, you know, uh, uh, and, you know, like Liverpool, I've been at Liverpool on, on business and I've been to Everton on business in the same day. You go to Everton and they all want to know who you are uh, and they've still got this, you know, they're the last vestige of a, 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 a of a proper club to me in the, in, in the Premier League. Uh, and then you go to Liverpool and like no one looks at you, no one talks to you. They're just, it was just, it was incredible to be honest with you. So, you know, that, that, that's the big thing. So football needs to find its soul again. And for mm-hmm. that, um, at, at the top level, and I don't think it's going to happen, by the way, no. at the top level, um, if it was to happen at the top level, they've got to re-engage properly with, with, with fans and, uh, and fans have got to feel that they're part of a club and genuinely part of a club and not just part of a marketing campaign. Well, yeah, because it's, it's more focused on business now than the actual, the actual fans. It's like, how much money can you turn over? Yeah, 
That's right. And, and obviously for a club like yourselves, where your pride is the people, essentially, yeah. and it's like that focuses on community and like that sort of thing. That's the big thing. Uh, I can see why you feel fully part of it and fully into it. But like you say, the more you go up the chain, it can be a bit different. I probably yeah. wouldn't say the same for Leeds, Tell I would say Leeds is more of a, still towards the fans quite a bit. But well, it wasn't, mate, for the past really? couple of decades. It, it yeah. wasn't at all. But since the new regime came in four or five years ago, when Radrazani took over, he's, he's pretty much made it a club for the fans again. They've completely re-engaged with the community and... The, the players play. are bought into it. All the staff are bought into it. So we are sort of a bit of a throwback in the terms of that now. Yeah. But but like we ain't been in the top flight for sixteen years, so that that helped be us re-engage with the fans. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if we were still up battling in the top four, top six for the past twenty years, we'd we'd be the same as you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I've got, I've got that. I've got that. He's yo. Know, I. I yeah, Leeds, Leeds. I haven't been to Leeds for a little while, but yeah, you know, I mean, I love the passion of, of, of I love the passion of real football fans. I love real football fans. Yeah, we're all the same. We're all cut from the same cloth. Hundred percent. We might not like each other for the team <laughs> that we support, but yeah. a real football fan understands another football fan's pain because yeah. there's no such thing as a football fan that that doesn't suffer pain. You know, uh, and Liverpool didn't think that they were going to be suffering the pain they're suffering this year, but but they're going right through the, the ringer because their expectations have been raised. Oh, massively, yeah. In comparison to most other football clubs Amazing. who never win anything, it's like, shut up and get on with it, will you? You know, and the same goes with Arsenal and Tottenham and everything. They've all won something. Well, Tottenham won a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that because if you <laughs> I was just about to say it myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Greg. Now that you're in the new stadium and um, capacity of 9,000, 300, was it? So you've got, you've also got the option to extend that. Yeah, and what's it? 20, can not it? 20, yeah. yeah. What's, 20. what's the plan with that, mate? Like, what, what's your next step until you actually take up that extension? Well, there's all sorts of, of, of schemes in the pipeline already. People are talking about, you know, the, the, so you've got the big West stand there, the, the, the big stand there. The planning permission would mean we could build the East stand. Um, and, and there's lots of people, you know, lots of partners that are looking at that, you know, maybe a health centre or a hotel or something like that might come in and go, tell you what, we'll build that for you, but we, this is what we're putting in there. Yeah, that 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 could happen quite easily. So, you know, I'm 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 very much on the um, you know, watch this space a little bit. I mean, let's get in, give us six months a year to 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 find our feet, um, and we'll have to see what 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 the actual appeal of people coming to watch what what Touchwood should be League One football next season. Um, we'll have to, and the appetite after COVID, and then we'll see where we go because you know it wouldn't surprise me if we need to stretch a stand quite quickly. You know, and and you know, who knows? You know, we, we 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 the form we've been on um, since Mark Robinson came over would have got us into the playoffs if that was over the season. You know, maybe even a little bit more than that. So you know, let, let let's keep that going and uh, see what happens at the start of next season. You never know. You know? Yeah, because I, I think you like you if you get the ball rolling, you could be riding the crest of a wave there with oh yeah the the, the new stadium. It would engage with the community like the. Everyone from from around the area, like, like I don't support Wimbledon, but I always have a so, have a soft spot for Wimbledon because it's where I grew up, and 
yeah, yeah. from your local club. So I, as soon as it was announced, however many years ago, that the move was going to be happening, me and however many people that I know, friends and people I work with, we're all going to play a lane when that's back open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, like, yeah. Not Wimbledon fan, but I'm going. <laughs> and We've had so many inquiries from people since this ESL thing came out. Where, 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 you know, people that are, you know, generally, you know, one, one Tottenham fan actually rang up and said, that's it. I want three, the, three of the most expensive hospitality tickets. Um, you know, I, I, I want three of them. That's it. I'm done. I'm not going to Tottenham anymore. I'm not <laughs> interested. I'm not a Tottenham fan anymore. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm coming to support you lot. Brilliant. You know, that, that is amazing. I think the other thing that, 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 that actually with what you've been talking about, it's a good thing to, to touch on, you know, what Wimbledon have done and, and the Wimbledon fans, particularly you know, the Don's local action group, which I'm sure you, you know a bit about that, what they've done during COVID in supporting the local community is second to none. There's no other club, you know, no Premier League club has done as much as Wimbledon have done. None. No. Nobody. We've done more than a lot of them put together almost. And that is an achievement and that is something. And when you talk about marketing campaigns in football, what these guys have done for us, and, and they've done it. You know, we, we, we as the club didn't do it. We support it. We give it our backing. Of course we do. Um, but what these guys have done for us is the best marketing campaign you'll never get. You could do anything. You could you could give gold bars away in the area. It wouldn't be as good. We wouldn't have too many of them, I suppose. But we <laughs> have a better form of marketing than we've got from the Don's local action group. It's been totally incredible. And they deserve oh, so much credit. It's unreal. Yeah, superb, mate. Like you said, it, it just it engages with the community and you only need that next generation to sort of, oh, buddy, yeah, we've got a football club in Wimbledon again. Yeah. Show interest in football and they come and watch Wimbledon and then you've got the next generation of Wimbledon fans. You know Absolutely. what I mean? It, it, especially at League One, like, that's a fucking good level of football. Oh, without a doubt. You know uh, what I mean? It's, Next year, we're going to have Sheffield Wednesday, maybe Derby. Derby, yeah. Could be. We could have Sheffield Wednesday and Derby. Both of them could could, could make that, that drop. That would be, that'd be unreal, wouldn't it? I must yeah, admit, I do hope so. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Sunderland may well not get up, although I suspect they might do now in the, in, in the playoffs. But Lincoln are going strong, so I, I quite fancy them in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, Sunderland, Ipswich, Pompey. It's massive <laughs> clubs, mate. Clubs. Charlton. Yeah, Charlton. You know, huge clubs that 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 that, that you know, we're going toe to toe with week in, week out, and you know, next season League One is going to be super strong. I'll tell you, massively. How much, yeah. How much is a season ticket there currently, uh, Ivor? Um, I, I, for do you know what? I don't even notice. I don't sell the season tickets. I do all the uh, <laughs> I do all the commercials, not 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 the season tickets. Um, but I, I've you know, I've, you can get a season ticket at our place for about three hundred quid. Brilliant. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not a ridiculous amount of money to, to support your local team. It really isn't. And we're going to be doing membership deals and things where so, so people will just be able to buy six tickets a season or you know, have the right to buy tickets by becoming a member and all, all of these different things. There's going to be a lot of different schemes and we'll be launching them in the next next week or so. Um, and that's going to be amazing because you know, we've basically got 4,000 season tickets in our back pocket already. Uh, and we're not going to sell the ground out on season tickets. We probably could, but we're not going to sell it out on season tickets because we want the next generation to be able to come. Yeah, of course. You know, not everyone can go to every game, but 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 people 
Yeah, we want it. We want to give people the chance so when they want to buy a ticket, they can buy a ticket yeah. and support the club. Whereas if you, yeah, you know, it's like I mean, I, I will give you a for instance with Arsenal. Uh, I do. I don't know if you go to games or not, but yeah. I, I was fortunate enough. Well, I was fortunate. Um, it wasn't my ticket, but I managed to get a season ticket off a geezer that I didn't really know that well. I used to yeah. work with, him and he just mentioned to me one day in passing like down the corridor that he was giving up his, did I want, was I interested in his ticket for a couple of years? So I was like, and I had the money at the time. So I thought, yeah, but it was a little bit more than 300 quid, I have to say. But <laughs> about yeah, that per match. It, yeah. was, it was scary how much it was, to be yeah. fair. The truth of it is, when you go to Arsenal, you, you have a look around and you see how old everybody is at Arsenal. Yeah. When you see the Arsenal away crowd in particular. Yeah, different. They're, they're all my age. yeah. They were my age. I mean, literally, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen the Arsenal away crowd and I, I look at them and I'm like, there's no young people there whatsoever. Yeah. It's absolutely mental. Now, they're great fans, all that lot. They're proper, yeah, proper. They're, they're, they're the diehards, the one who go all across the, all across the country. I mean, yeah, there's no room for young people to get in because yeah, they've yeah, got all the season tickets. So yeah. we're trying to make sure that our next generation can... Get involved. Yeah. Well, funny, funny you should say that because the last time I knew at Arsenal, the, the the waiting list was like years to get that's a fine. years. So that younger generation, unless that's being passed down from the old man or the uncle or whatever, they're never yeah. going to get. It's going to be difficult for them. Very, very. I sat in a marketing meeting at, at, at the FA once. I got asked to go to the FA to go to sit in a meeting to tell them why we'd been so successful with getting crowds in for the FA Cup. Right. And when I walked in, it was myself, the head of marketing for the FA, um, someone else who I, I didn't know. And then there's the marketing director of Arsenal there. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so he was really fascinated into how we persuaded people to pay money to come to a game. Because yeah. he said, we've got the complete opposite problem to you. And we're like, OK, well, what's that then? He said, we've sold all the tickets. We can't get anyone to come. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said, and I'm oh, like, "Well, lucky you, because we'd still like the money." Uh, and, you know, but but it, you know, stadiums are much better when they've got people in, and that yeah. that was that was a long time ago now that, that that meeting. But it's absolutely true. That was what he said. We sold the tickets. We can't get them to come. As, as messed up as as this sounds, because I've seen a few people do it before. People buy the tickets and then just sell them on for and make profit off of it. They've got no interest in going to the game. Yeah. So some people use it as a money spinner, which obviously yeah. that I think that's completely wrong. To be fair, but each it is what it is, and I think for bigger clubs that maybe that happens. But I like I like what you what you've done at AFC Wimbledon. Like I said, massively take my hat off to you because to start that from nothing to what like looking at it at the ground in Terry that, that's that's phenomenal. It's yeah. not your everyday story for it's sure. It's incredible, really, isn't it? Yeah. When you think about it, a lot of people have given up a lot of time. We've had thousands of volunteers we've got we've got hundreds of volunteers on a regular basis but over the years thousands of people have given up their time and done gone above and beyond the call of duty and yeah. some of them you know they're completely mental with what they do in a brilliant way uh, yeah. but but it is it, it's quite absurd. and it's getting you know there's more and more people coming forward all the time because of what we've done in the community people yeah. are going, i want to give something back i want to give something back and and and, and it's happening and it's amazing yeah long may it go on yeah, too right, mate. Cool, mate. Yeah. Over over sort of the period of time since it's starting to now, what has been the one standout moment? I know there's been loads and loads, but if you go to your head, if you had to pick one, if I had to pick one, 
it would be, oh, it's such an old one, this. If I had to pick one, it would be at the City of Manchester Stadium when Danny Kedwell scored that penalty. And, and we got back in the Football League after the nine years. That's the one that still sends a, a shiver down my spine. And, and, and you know, again, there's film of this somewhere. I, I, I've got it somewhere, but I don't know where. Of, of the aftermath of that, I mean, it was just like, this is unbelievable. We're just beating Luton. We're, we're, we're back in the, the Football League after. It's, in, it's ridiculous. It, it's, a, it's a fairy story. <laughs> it's not real. And, and, and then it was being broadcast live and they, they grabbed me and they put a microphone in front of me, which was not a good idea <laughs> to be honest at the time because I like, like people were crying all around me. They were going absolutely mad. All the smoke was going off in the stadium and everything. it was like people were just losing. I was losing the plot completely. And, uh, and they said, so, uh, uh, and this is coming out of the stadium and on Sky television and everything, which I didn't realise. And they said, so Ivor, what have you got, got to say? And I said something like, well, yeah, it proves we were right all the way along. And I went to say to all, and I went, I just stopped myself. I went, stuff them all. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone started laughing all around it because they all know what I really meant. You yeah, know? exactly, and, yeah. And it was a very dangerous moment for live broadcast, I can tell you, because they nearly got it. They nearly got what it was unbelievable. So that would have been iconic then, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh my god, that 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 was the, the partying that went on after that and everything was just that was extreme partying, I've got to tell you. It was um just unbelievable. It was amazing. So yeah, that's that's the that's the most iconic moment, but there's been lots of them that have been brilliant in between, you know, winning at Wembley in front of you know, like fifty-eight thousand fans, that was pretty something. Yeah, I was there, mate. What Plymouth game, 2016? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was yeah I was there. Were you there with, 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 with Mr. O'Sullivan? W- w- no, I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't at all. I was, yeah, I was there with a group that I used to work with. We, we're all like, a couple of them grew up in Wimbledon as well, that are like me, like like always follow Wimbledon as sort of like a second club. Yeah. And one of them is a proper Wimbledon fan. Yeah. And the other guy that we worked with, who was a part of our group, was a Plymouth fan. So he was going with his family and friends from Plymouth in the Plymouth end. We all met up beforehand, had a drink, went to the game, and then we all met up afterwards and gloated to him. <laughs> he was sick oh, as a pig. <laughs> they never turned up that day. But that, for that day, you see, now I never had a single drink that day because that was the, the you know, when you talk about a football club giving you something back and people say, oh, what have you had back out of it? That day, which was amazing, um, I managed to take my parents, both my parents, I drove them there and that was the last game they ever went to together. Wow. Yeah, you know, and, and and we got them in the Royal Box. My old man was already more or less wheelchair bound by then. And, and, and we we got them in, they were in the Royal Box and they got looked after like Wembley did an absolute number on them. Brilliant. Which was because, of, you know, I was privileged to have got that. I'm not going to pretend. But that to me was something so special and a memory and then we all went back to King's Meadow afterwards. I don't know. Did you come back to King's Meadow afterwards? Uh, to be honest, I can't remember what I'd done afterwards. That, that, that it was it was insane back at King's Meadow. I mean, you lot all look like you'd like a rave or two, I guess, one way or another. You made you say that. It was like a never-ending rave at King's yeah. Meadow. <laughs> at the end of it, there's about 150 blokes in, in the back bar because one of the things was here, Aziz is on fire. 
you know, we had this Eddie Aziz who, who was as fast as Grease Lightning, but forgot to take the ball with him most of the time. You know, he was a player, Eddie Aziz. He was great. He scared the living daylights out of teams. And, and he was, honestly, um, so the crowd that were left, just non-stop, it was playing that song, you know, whatever it's called, I know the world is on fire or whatever, your defence is terrified. Yeah. It was repeat after repeat. And they were just standing there in the dark, stomping like that. <laughs> Every now and again, someone just fell over. In a <laughs> I, bet, I bet they did. Cups. It's brilliant, wasn't it? It was such a great day, mate. It oh. was great when, when because Bayo got the penalty, didn't he, right at the end. Yeah, and yeah. I remember, because where we was, was sort of like to the side of it, to the left, as he's looking at the goal, we was directly to his left. Yeah. Um, I remember the sort of commotion that he was fighting. Was it Lyle Taylor he was fighting over the penalty? No, no, it, it was Callum. Ka- oh, Callum. that's right. Of course it was. And yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone would have won that fight with Bayo, to be fair, but <laughs> he wanted that, didn't he? <laughs> We did. There were other iconic days when we played um, Staines Town to get out of the Ryman League. That was, you know, if we don't win that game, God knows what happens to us because people would, would have drifted after that, I believe, to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, we played Hampton and Richmond at, at, at their place. We needed a draw. And if you ever get the chance, look at the YouTube of that goal, because nowadays it wouldn't have stood because the, the, the ball got thrown in. Two Hampton players literally ran into each other, cracked their skulls properly, Went down, you know. Chris Hussey's led. They then they run off with a ball, crossed it. We've scored, equalised. That's what puts in the conference. You know, yeah, don't know. Now, now there's no way that guy, that that would have been allowed to carry on. No, that no. would have been stopped. Is that where you started when you reformed as AFC Wimbledon, the Ryman? Is that the league that no. you? No, we started the Bayern Counties. Counties League. Bayern Counties, yeah. That's, yeah, that's incredible. incredible. Yeah, that's I mean, nine, that, that was how. The Seagrave Haulage Combined Counties League. There you go. That's what it was. They went bust and they, they knocked everyone for the sponsorship. It was hilarious, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Go yeah. on, Greg. You had something there, mate. Just about you touched on like Akin Fenmer and stuff. I was just going to ask you, mate, over the years you've had you've had some good players, and um he must have been a lot of fun to to have around the club, Bayo. Um one and one other was uh, like Lyle Taylor. Did you sort of know straight away that you had someone that was good enough to make it and go? Well, he's obviously playing international football now, and he's into the championship now. Yeah, yeah. On, on playing on a regular basis for a top team. Um, just yeah, just about them two. Well, you know, um, Bayo was just weird. What you see is what you get with Bayo. Great, I mean, a, a very fun character. You know, great bloke, no doubt about it. You know, him and I had a, a great relationship. He actually did a thing. We did a big charity thing, which raised an awful lot of money and got a, a lot of profile for a charity where he actually bench pressed me. You oh, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, he actually bench pressed me at this, at this, this, this really nice dinner. You know, the, 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 <laughs> he bench pressed me. Like, he, he, he picked me up like a twig. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm only a little, I'm a fat bastard one way in another. <laughs> he absolutely flung me about like a rag doll. So, you know, he's proper strong lad, Bayo. You know, great character, great determination. And, and, you know, I'm delighted for him that he had his extended career at Wickham and, you know, had more success there. And I'm not surprised that that happened because he, you know, he is an absolute leader of men. There is no doubt about that. He got his goal in the championship as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, wasn't it? Absolutely fantastic. But, but, but then, um, 
Lyle, when Lyle joined us, his career was at a low ebb. There's no doubt about that. He'd been you know, out on loan from Sheffield United and then Scunthorpe, who'd bought him and he never settled there, which I'm not surprised about particularly, and, and, and had a bit of a bad time. Um, and when he came to us, you know, we, we, we paid next to nothing for him. But I remember he made his debut in a pre-season friendly. I think it might have been at Basingstoke. I think it might have been. He might have played in one game before that, but I think it was Basingstoke. He scored two goals that were right out the top draw. Now, it's only against non-league opposition that are nowhere near as good as our full-time players. But the style that he did it with, I was like, aye, aye, we've got one here. We've got one here. But there's a reason why he hasn't been as successful as he should have been, because he's not been comfortable and he's not been loved and everything. So, you know, Lyle was was a very individual character. And, um, yeah, we had to, you know... We got the best out of him without a shadow of a doubt. Neil Hardy did an amazing job with him because you know uh, footballers need managing the same as any people do, and uh, yeah, amazing, absolutely fantastic talent. And we knew you know after three years we couldn't hold on to him anymore. You know sometimes you just can't afford a player. You have to accept you can't afford a player, and and, and you know he wouldn't re-sign, and we knew he wouldn't, and he he went off to. To Charlton, we know Sunderland were after him, all sorts of clubs were after him, but he went to Charlton and then he's gone to Forest and, uh, you know, he, he, he's by all accounts and purposes got a tasty deal there and good luck to him. You know, we have nothing but fond memories of, of, of Lyle. When he was on song, what a player, no doubt about it. Yeah, too right, mate. Um, there, was, there was one more, sorry, Tom. Greg, yeah, no, go on, mate. One more. Um, probably in, in the early days, because he's, he's a bit old now, and he, he was my strike partner at Whiteleaf. Roscoe. Oh, Ro- <laughs> oh, what a great, what a Roscoe to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a great. Yeah, he was an old fella when obviously me and him played up front, but um, he was a, he was a good player. Very good player. Um, what was he like when he was a little bit younger and then playing well for you? He'd, he'd come to us as a, um, uh, he was injured when he came to us. He'd been he'd had some shin splint problems um, down at Torquay, and, and it looked like that was going to put him out of full time football. So he came to us, and, and, and as soon as he came, he's pure class. Ross, he was pure class. There's no, he was the first player that we got that, that, that I remember thinking, "Crikey, this guy has got everything that you'd expect a professional footballer to have." And if he hadn't been injured, I'm sure he'd have been very, very successful. And he, he was amazing. Just amazing. Great character, great lad to have around. And then, you know, he got the offer to go back to full-time football and he went and played league football again. And, um, you know, and, and I you know, followed his career very closely. He, he did really, really well and delighted that he did because it was, what a great player. Yeah, great. he was. He was yeah. good. We got, on, we got on quite well on the pitch, really. We had a good little partnership Um Back, as I say, as at the back end of his career, and yeah. he was still at it. it just yeah. his move, just his movement, and just timing of being in the right place, at the right time. He was, yeah. He his was, whole timing, wouldn't it? He used to play yeah. on the shoulder and all like this. So he lost a bit of that as he got older, I would imagine. But he used to play on the but shoulder. He, he was that clever. He was just still in the right places. Um, yeah. Sometimes we didn't even see eye to eye, but we just clicked on the pitch. We were quite, yeah. We were quite well, worked quite well together. Yeah, yeah, good lad, Roscoe. Yeah, good fond memories of him, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, good. And and then, like, obviously, you, you're like a, a fan of the club first and foremost. Yeah. Has there ever been a decision you've had to make business wise for the club 
that's been hard for you, like to set maybe your allegiances of being a fan aside, or as as there not really been many that get in the way like that. Oh, that's a great question. Thank it's you. A great question. <laughs> not, not not one that I've got a, a, a ready answer for either. Yeah, there there have been lots of times when I've sat there and thought, this 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 might not go down well with people, or it's not the way we really want to do things. But you know you're doing a deal with people and they, they're saying, look, yo, you, there's confidentiality involved in this. We don't want people to know what we're doing and how we're doing it. And you have to do that. And I've, I've always been a bit uncomfortable with that. But, but, but you know, there's two sides to every deal. And if you want to do deals with people, you have to go along with their modus operandi. And that can sometimes be that they don't want to tell anyone anything. That's just the way it is. So we have to get on with it. You know, so, so apart from that, you know, as, as, as can I think of anything that's really been, I suppose, yeah, I suppose when we got rid of a, a manager once, that I knew that the fans would hate that. I knew that they'd hate it, and that was in the very early days. I knew they'd hate it, but there, there, you know, there were reasons, uh, which we still can't go into, but there were reasons for it, and... and um, and that was a that that yeah that was a really difficult one that and that that was horrible that got quite nasty and bitter with a few people uh, and and I'll never forget that that was horrible but but other than that no it's all yeah because yeah. yeah, I always wondered because obviously you understand completely the fans' point of view so when you right. have to go into certain like deals and whatever that are going to go ahead you might fucking know I know how this is going to go down so yeah, yeah always interested me that yeah. But um, be- before we sort of like cl- close this this off, mate, in regards to sort of the, the the legends of yesteryear from the old Wimbledon as such, a lot of them showed massive support for you guys. Hundred percent, yeah. At, at the start, um, I-, I vaguely remember. I don't know the ins and outs and who it was and whatever. I vaguely remember some of the players giving their medals to the club. Um, from from the FA Cup win as well. Yeah, Vinnie Jones did that. Was, Vinny, was it Vinnie? Yeah, Vinnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to Vinnie last week, and oh, uh, and you know, and the first thing he said to me was, "Doing all right, son, and we were doing all right." Yeah, he's a Wimbledon man. Make no mistake. You know, he, he actually so he actually said something to me last week where he described Wimbledon as being his his birthing mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and you know, so without Wimbledon, Vinnie, Vinnie would probably not have the persona that Vinny's got now. Yeah. You know, although somehow he would have always got that because, you know, Vinny is an alpha male and, and, and you know, unbelievable character. What what drive and energy that man has got. Yeah. I love the man, obviously, from a Leeds point of view as well. He's a, he's a, oh. he's a legend at Leeds as well. I know he yeah. wasn't there long, but he's Absolutely. loved at the club, you know what I mean? He's, he's got oh. a Leeds tattoo on his leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a proper, proper, proper geezer. He's, he's Vinny, and you know, I've got a lot of time for him. And you know, a lot of the old characters are just, just yeah. You know, they, they make no mistake. Dave Besant, Sanch, all of them. They're massively behind Wimbledon. They, 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 yeah, all the ones you'd want to are, are all massively behind us. Brilliant. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you sort of still get that from them? And like, is there many of them that are still sort of around the club? Obviously, they they can't all come and watch as they would like pre-COVID or whatever, but. Do, do they still sort of float about? And also, yeah. do you reckon a lot of them will turn up when Plough Lane is open? Hundred percent. They're they're all going to want to come along. Yo, at the end of the day, they know they know who we are and where their birthright is. And there's an awful lot of them can't believe we got back to Plough Lane. And yeah, they'll be about. Make no mistake. Oh, right. 
It'd be great. Sense. I don't know if this there is any sort of plan for anything like this to do some sort of like charity match or something at, at the ground featuring a load of the old boys as well. That would be uh well most 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 of those those old crazy gang boys are, are actually past turning out on the pitch now. Of course, yeah. I, I could say that without without any fear that they're gonna come and beat me up like they might <laughs> because we, we did do a couple of games with them and they, they were still unbelievably competitive. I mean we played Chelsea in one charity game where we we we, we were four nil up and uh and Dean Holdsworth hadn't scored yet. And Robbie Earl and and um, and Alan Court got on my case, and they said, "Look, you got a substitute." They called him Reg after Reg Oldsworth from uh, from uh, Coronation Street. <laughs> they said, "You got a substitute, Reg." So what do you mean I've got a substitute, Reg? So he's dying to score, and he hasn't scored yet. We're four 0 up against Chelsea, and, and you 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 you've got a substitute, and he'll go mad. I said, "We aren't going to sub him for," and they said, "The Womble, get the Womble over and substitute him for the Womble." So so. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. So we wrote his number down on a on a board, on a bit of cardboard, and, and got the referee's attention. Sub, ref, sub, sub. We got the womble over, and 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 he was he, he was like, first we didn't want to come off at all because he, he wanted to score. He he was still playing a little bit of semi-professional football, Dino, at the time, and then he's come off and they're all peeing themselves, laughing, <laughs> laughing. The womble's gone on for Dino right? <laughs> Come along, this is absolutely true. He picked me up. He picked me up and he threw me sideways into the dugout, right into Robbie Earl and Alan Court. If they hadn't caught me, I'd have gone straight through the bleak dugout. <laughs> and it, it, it was amazing to see that competitive edge. We stuffed Chelsea 5 0. Did right? the Womble get the fifth? That, no, 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 no. no. I think they were, they were kicking him as they went past him and everything. It was brilliant fun. Um, but but um, the next day, Robbie Earl wrote in his column in the Evening Standard. Yo, he, he wrote about yo how brilliant that the game was and blah 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 and, and taking part in community activities. It's a wonderful little piece in the in the standard. And right at the end, he said, just yo, although yo, it was a charity game and therefore it wasn't really competitive. I just want to put it on the record that Wimbledon won five nil. <laughs> <laughs> they they never stop competing. They're most yeah. of them can't compete now. Built yo. built into them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, Matty. I just wanted to say, going back to, you know, you mentioned charity games. Um, I played in a charity game at Rains Park a few years back and Chris Love Perry it. Chris Perry was playing. Yeah. I couldn't believe how good he was. Honestly, he was, he must have been, I don't know how old he is now. He's, I'm, I'm 39, so I reckon he's got to be a few years older than me. But oh, yeah. at the yeah. back, he was just colossal. Yeah. Really? I couldn't believe how good his touch was, his passing, like... He looked like he was still doing it at a level. Like he, he was fit as fuck as well. I couldn't yeah. believe. He's <laughs> yeah. a great lad, Chris Perry. Oh, I mean, he could, yeah. I mean, Chris Perry and that lot could still, could still, oh. they could turn out in a charity game, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Original. He's an original Wimbledon boy as yeah. well. He played in the Brentford Wimbledon, didn't he? he did. Well, he's yeah. born, he's born and bred as well. He was literally, yeah. he, just, he was just two minutes from the stadium himself. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and, yeah, and a problem with his, his old man was a fanatical Wimbledon fan. He used to go absolutely everywhere. Yeah, you know, before Chris was was playing, so yeah, yeah, great lad, Chris Perry. Got a lot of time for him. Yeah, yeah. one of my all-time favorites. He did the best tackle I've ever seen against Arsenal. He tackled Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp was clean through, 
I mean, clean through, and like no one anywhere near him. And all of a sudden, we, he was nicknamed the Rash Chris Perry. He'd come out of absolutely nowhere and hook <laughs> tackled him. And you could see Burkhead going, Where the, did that come from? <laughs> it was yeah. unbelievable. Well, best, I used to say that I remember another first childhood memory of football really is that 88 Cup final. That's the thing that really sticks out in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I remember when you beat us 1 0 at Highbury and Vinnie Jones scored this volley. Uh, I, I, can't, well, I can't believe how good it was because it was a massive shock for us to lose that. We, yeah, yeah. We, well, no, we, we never lost at Highbury for 11 seasons. That's that's right. Yeah. I mean, it was it was some goal as that's well. That's unreal. It, yeah. It finished 1 0. I don't know if you remember the goal tell. Go back and watch it after. That's a brilliant goal. He's come over and he just smashed this volley. I remember watching it at the time going, eh? that wasn't meant to happen. <laughs> And end up winning, and I was like, "Geez, like, yeah." So fair play. He used to pull him out of the bag every now and again, Vinny. Yeah, he, oh, he, oh, mate, yeah, yeah, that goal, was, mate, that's it. it was some goal. Yeah. Incredible, what a geezer. Yeah, go amazing. on, Greg. I just, I used to, look, I, I got the privilege of meeting quite a lot of them, having played at um, Wimbledon Little League. Every year, we would have a player come down yeah. and do the presentation. Yeah, and you know, your Robbie Earls, your Marcus Gales. Yeah. Um, they'd all turn up and do you know what I mean you saw from on the telly how mental and that they all were and whatnot. but like when you could, you know as a kid you're looking up at them thinking oh my god it's so and so it's so do you know what I mean and they were all just nice as pie they were brilliant yeah, um, yeah there's a difference now I don't think you find many Premier League players like that no and, and, yeah, they all remember what Little League was like when they were growing up Whereas nowadays, you know, over half of them didn't grow up in this country, did they? So, no. so, so they, 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 they wouldn't know anything about Little League or... These small little dudes, like, you know, handing out trophies and that, and they were just... They were probably made to come, like, do you know what I mean? But it's... But yeah. fair play to them, and they always smiled. They would, I've never met one bad one, do you know what I mean? Like, they was always happy to be there, and... It made our, our season, the fact that at the end of every season, one of them was theirs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe one or two. Yeah, amazing. But brilliant. yeah, that was brilliant. That's a good memory, that. I like that. It's, it's a nice one. Yo, uh, I mean, Gareth Ainsworth and Neil Ardley were always brilliant at stuff like that. They yeah. were fantastic in the community, those guys. Well, Peter and Fear. Now, well. I remember Peter Fear as well, a lot of the time, because right. he, he was a Sutton boy, and yeah. like, see, him, see him out and about and that. And oh, you'd yeah. always... Peter, he'd, he'd be like, all right, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Firo, he's, a, oh, he's, a, he's a legend in his own lifetime, Firo. He's oh, yeah. A great, yeah. Lad. great lad, yeah, yeah. That's class. And I've just got one more sort of okay, thing that I want to pick your brains on before we go, is football stadiums. So oh. there can't be many you haven't been to. Yeah. No. Because oh. obviously Wimbledon were in the... Like, Aside from the the top clubs that have since built new stadiums and whatever, but even a few of them you would have been to. But yeah, is there many that you can think of that? Because it's probably a shorter list to tell me which ones you ain't been to. Well, I, I mean the non-league ones. I, I, I mean, I, I've not missed apart from when I was sick last year. Uh, two years ago, I went very well for a little while. I missed a few games there, and I missed a few games when I had pneumonia once. Apart from that, in two thousand since two thousand two, I've not missed even a game a season. So I've been, uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't even dream of adding it all up. To be honest <laughs> with you, I couldn't dream of adding it all up. But I, yeah, I've been to most of the grounds in in, in well, certainly in in southern England. 
and then you know most of the grounds up up north I've been to you know, in the early days and and all of that. Yeah, so you know, there's not many clubs I've not been to at all. Yeah, not many at all. Um, I'll tell you where I've never been. I've never actually been to a game at St James's Park. I never made it there. I was I was meant to go there when we played them in the cup, and I never made it there. Um, other than that, who else have I never been to? I never went to Middlesbrough. I reckon that's about it, really. I can't think of anywhere else that I've never been to. Well, that's what we want then next year in the Cup, one of them two, eh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Newcastle, I'd love. I'm dying to go to Newcastle. It's a great night out in Newcastle after a game, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yes. That is wicked. <laughs> Just a tad. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we played... Um, uh, where is it? The, the, the place over the river there. Uh, we, we played them last game Gates, of the season. Gates, yeah, Gates, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, last game of the season on the same day as Newcastle won the uh, the championship. Yeah. Uh, so so we all, about two hundred of us went out in town, uh, and, and about thirty thousand Geordies went out in town. <laughs> uh, I've never seen so many size sixteen squeezed into size eights in my life, <laughs> and, and we had the craziest night out you could imagine. It was utterly bonkers. I, I, I disgraced myself that night. I got, <laughs> I got thrown out of a place that was disgusting. Well, I, I, I totally lost the plot. It was fantastic. It was what a night out. All, all the players and everything, and all the Newcastle boys there. And oh, they know how to have a party up there. They really do. They love it, didn't they? Christ, oh, the only place on earth with twenty-four hour Gregs. You can't go wrong. Love <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that. But yeah, so uh, going into Saturday, mate, Pompey, fingers yeah. crossed we get get a point at least, mate, and secure League One survival for for, yeah. league, for for the season and make a good good stab at it next year, mate. Um, I'm, thank, I'm sure we will. I'm, I'm, I'm sure as well. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on, Ivor. And it's been a pleasure, lads. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you'll have you'll have our, our following. As good as long as you as long as I'm about, so uh, yeah, I'll always be looking out for Wimbledon, mate. So, uh, good luck with, 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 with the podcast and everything. And if you can need any help with it or anything like that, give us a shout if we can help. We'll help, we'd love to. Brilliant, Brilliant. thank All you right, so much, mate. Really appreciate that. Um, for everyone who, who's watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel and slap a like on the video and uh, on the podcast platforms, rate and review. And, um, yeah, anyone in the local area next season, once, once Plough Lane's open, get down there and support. Support your local club. It's, um, yeah, something special going on there. So get down there, guys. But, um, yeah, till next time. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jack. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.